The Fake Trail Podcast would like to welcome our newest sponsor, Moonshot, a one-of-a-kind site where artists are free to express their passions, look around for awesome pop culture t-shirts with everything from TV and film, sports, and the very cool vintage Vegas designs. We're also brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, Craft House Brewery in Henderson, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. You are done. Fired. Stay away from Pinkman. Do not go near him. Ever. Are you listening to me? Or else you'll do what? What did you say? If you could kill me, I'd already be dead. You can't kill me. Because Jesse wouldn't cook for you if you did. I will kill your wife. I will kill your son. I will kill you. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. That is a pivotal scene from Breaking Bad with Brian Cranston and my next guest, the brilliant actor Giancarlo Esposito. Let's welcome him to The Fake Show. Hey, Jim. How are you? An honor to speak with you. I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yes, congratulations on, on your film musical, Stuck. It looks visually stunning. I always wonder how a project like this uh, comes to an actor. Well, you know, Michael Berry, who was involved with Riley Thomas, who wrote the original play, um, they collaborated on the, movie, on the movie as well, and the music together for the film, and, and Michael directed it, just reached out to my people. I had read the script, and I thought it was a very interesting story and uh, that is so simple, uh, and, and but well, um, certainly um, well executed in its writing. Hadn't heard the music, but thought if this is a musical, what I'm seeing on the page in regard to the drama of it really works. And I'd yeah. love to know more. And so I got on the phone with the director and, and really felt like the message of the film was what really captured me. Yeah, and I think it's really great that Amy Madigan is in this. I, I don't see her enough. She's fantastic, isn't she? She really is a, a, a very prolific and wonderful actress, and folks didn't even realize that she had such a musical quality about her. I've known Amy for many, many years and wanted to work with her, and it was certainly one of the biggest drawing cards was to be able to have some scenes with her, and her character and my character, Lloyd, have some very specific interactions that are, that are really special. Uh, sometimes we misjudge each other by looks or by a glance or by a word, uh, and this film really kind of digs down underneath some of what we may think on the surface about other people uh, and uh, and really brings to light that, uh, you know, it may not be what we think. Uh, so it really is um, a film that is, is, is really well needed in our, our, our time, in our world right now. You know, take a second and hold the door for somebody. Uh, when was that? Uh, how has that become a lost art to let someone go before you? to help someone who needs it on the street. A lot of people, I'm sure, do that, but we always suspect, sometimes suspect, uh, about what the intention of a person who might be asking us for, you know, a dime or a quarter or something, you know, some money to get something to eat, immediately puts us in a very vulnerable position. And I was thinking today, my mother taught me when I was young, you know, don't show your money to anyone. You know, if someone asks you for money or a dollar, you know, you might want to go into your pocket and take out what you have, and then they see what you have, and they might want to steal it. You always be careful. We're taught that in our world. It's not safe yeah. out there. Well, when you get stuck on a subway car with six people, uh, you, it may not be safe, but that car is not going anywhere. In our particular movie, we're locked in the car, and we have to start to talk and think about what 
anxieties we may have about being late, about not getting to where we need to go. It's such a really great um, setup for our film that we're able to move from that kind of drama of someone just moving away from you, just changing their seat. They don't want to be next to you. That tells you something. And yes. this film, we get underneath of, of what that is about, really. And uh, surprisingly, we have, uh, we have some very illuminating storylines in the film in terms of the characters and what they're going through or what they're thinking inside of them while they're stuck during this time with perfect strangers. The first time I remember seeing you was in the film Taps, I believe in 1981. What do you remember about working with that cast? I mean, it was Tom Cruise, Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn, let alone George C. Scott. Well, I had worked with George as an extra on a film called The Changeling. I'd also had a play on Broadway at the Eurus Theater called Seesaw, and he was there at the same time doing Uncle Vanya in another theater. So, uh, And we had some serious interactions because he had been observing me, and I was young, and I was yearning for advice from a veteran actor. So by the time we got to do taps and I realized he was there, I I was on him, uh, as they say in the old days, like white on rice. Advice <laughs> and just talk to him, and he was really good, good with me, and uh, exceptional actor. Uh, we were all kids, you know. It was yeah. really interesting because I was a New York boy, hooking up with all the L.A. actors. Right, and some great, uh, formidable relationships have come out of that particular film for many of us who were there. Uh, you know, I, I, I loved working with Sean Penn and Tom Cruise. Uh, have an enduring and, and very wonderful relationship with Tim Hutton all of these years. Tim at that time had, we had to stop shooting and he went to the Academy Awards to get an Academy Award. He was nominated for Ordinary People. Yeah. So it was really wonderful to work with such a deep well of talent who you knew were going somewhere. And so many of uh, the folks in that cast became such, uh, you know, deep actors and, 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 and stars. You have worked several times with Spike Lee, and I'm, I'm sure that you were very excited about the acclaim that he finally received for Black Klansman. Yeah, I'm ter- terribly excited. I'd seen him a week before and given him, presented him with the Icon Man Award, of which he, Sam Jackson, and Ruth Carter all received that award. It was a Friday before the Sunday Academy Awards, and I had to introduce Spike. So I was certainly nervous about that. Known him a long time. Sam is one of my dearest friends in all of life, and Ruth Carter is the queen of, of what she does. Uh, but it was really special to see Spike get his award because he's been deserving of something from the Academy for so long. And to get it for Black Klansmen, uh, this adaptation of this film, uh, I think is the just the icing on the cake for him. Certainly he was happy to get it. And I always feel like Spike is um, such a prolific idea and, and writer. He's an ideas man, and then he expands that into his writing. And to get it for this particular movie that had you know, such humor in it, yet it was edgy, yet it had compassion, uh, I think is, was a perfect, perfect way for Spike to, to achieve his, the, this Academy Award. You know, I had always heard that you and Sir Anthony Hopkins had this kind of mutual admiration thing going, and he was such a fan of yours in Breaking Bad. Before you know it, you were in Westworld, right? Yeah, a real fluke how that happened. Uh, and I, I had, you know, they came to me, uh, this particular part, so uh, I was doing this movie Stuck, and it was all around this particular time that all this other stuff, the, the seeds to all of these other 
kind of connections came about. Yeah, Amy is married to Ed Harris, and I'm working on a piece about John Brown, the abolitionist, uh, to make as a movie or television show, and I wanted Ed Harris to play John Brown. Uh, but at that time, he was doing Westworld, and I got a call from the folks at Breaking Bad. It was such a circuitous route, which these wonderful folks at Westworld took to get to me. They went to the Breaking Bad family of writers and producers to say, would he come on our show? Can we, is there any way to beg him to do a guest spot? <laughs> and I, uh, I, <laughs> I certainly entertained that. And, and, and when I read the script that they wanted me to do, I said yes. And one of the reasons was because I really had never really met Anthony Hopkins, and he had been so gracious in regard to his comments about my performance in Breaking bad and uh but as luck would have it you know he was not in the episode that i was doing however when i got out there you know to the set and and it was a the beautiful uh paramount ranch that burned last year with the malibu fires unfortunately yes. uh but i had uh, i've done many many films and westerns out there uh, and i know that they'll rebuild that land but that's where we shot it westworld had expanded that set but so Anthony happens wound up being there to shoot a pickup shot well knock came on my door and I was in my trailer and I'm looking down at Anthony Hopkins who was bowing down to me and uh, I said no, <laughs> he's good. He, he came onto my trailer and we were in my trailer for uh, over an hour they were banging on the door he had to go they wanted him in front of camera on the other side of the mountain they wanted me on camera on this side of the mountain and he opened the door very gracefully and said I'm not finished yet <laughs> so it really interesting to be able to to find and feel like I, I had someone who I admired so very much be um, the, the, the person that would welcome me to the set and, and also tell me that he was not going to be you know, on the show that much anymore. And, and, and to, but to talk about acting and what, is, what thrills us deep inside when we're doing what we do. So that, 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 uh, that was followed up by me going to the set, shooting all night, and having an incredible scene with Ed Harris. So I had nothing but really incredible and wonderful things to say about uh, Westworld. Had a great experience there. That's great. And your character, Gus Fring, on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, the only way I know how to put it is that you and Brian Cranston really made great music together. Yeah, I really you know, enjoyed um, the symphonies that Brian and I were able to create. <laughs> uh, I, I had this, the, 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 you know, when I first came to do the first Breaking Bad episode, uh, I got off the van and Brian was there to greet me. And I had no idea who he was. I thought he may have been like a PA or something opening the door for me and quickly realized this is Cranston. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, he's a wonderful and very prolific actor who's very sensitive and very aware and very clear about um, listening. You know, it's a, acting is listening as well as, as, as performing and interacting with another human being. And so uh, we were both able to really find our, our, our water level together uh, and and really make beautiful music. And I was very pleased to to be acting with Brian Cranston. Well, we are looking forward to your uh, latest film, Stuck, and everything you do. I, like I said, it's such an honor speaking with you. I, I love everything uh, you do on TV and film. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be here this morning. Please follow us on at StuckTheMusical.com and look for a wider release if this one is successful and a VOD release later in the year. It's an uplifting film that will Really, you will not be disappointed if you see it. Fantastic. Best of luck to you. Great talking to you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And, of course, the list of things that Giancarlo Esposito has been in is incredible, from Do the Right Thing, The Usual Suspects, Trading Places, Malcolm X, Law & Order, and much more. 
That brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.